Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Thursday from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. In fact, I have a new toy from DraftKings. They sent it to me in the mail today. The DraftKings Sportsbook Studio is official. Look at this. It's like a lightsaber. DraftKings Sportsbook. I'll tell you about them later on in the show. A new hood ornament for my desk, courtesy of the fine folks at DraftKings Sportsbook using the promo code A2Z Sports. Of course, Two Rivers Ford, where I will be out tomorrow for a Bronco broadcast directly after the radio show. Two Rivers Ford is Nashville's headquarters for the 2021 Bron- uh, Bronco and the home of the non-commissioned sales staff who will make sure that you have no pressure in your car buying experience if you choose to use them at Two Rivers Ford or online at tworiversford.com. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, since we're using props, I've got my Gary Ashton billboard here with me. The uh, dream address without the stress. That's what the Ashton team can offer you, just like they did for me at garyashton.com. And of course, Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, that's brymac.com, for satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one of your HVAC needs. They'll hook you up just like they take care of me here at the Palatial North Nashville Studios. Okay, let's spend some time talking about this NFL draft because we are one week away today, officially. Welcome to A to Z Primetime, where cough syrup and eyebrows don't mix, says Dean Ward. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Uh, No name calling, Buck. They sensitive, says Corky. I know, I'll be nice. I didn't eat dinner tonight, so I'll be hungry for tomorrow, says Chris Dress. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, did you see? Did you enjoy seeing Austin dress up as Isaiah Wilson? Says Griffin. Well, that's not very nice. Anyway, dra- draft scenarios. You guys are distracting me. You guys are coming in hot in the comments. I love. I, I love. Love how I how excited you guys get to get in the comments section. Timothy Ford says, "Buck, what's up, brother? Hope you are being safe. Love your show. We need to get a beer sometime. I will pay." Well, Timothy, I appreciate the offer, but I do not drink beer. Um, I am a tequila kind of guy. So once I get my double shot, I'll have my second shot on May 3rd. Then we will figure out some kind of uh, some kind of organized activity. Some, you know, like the Titans, OTA, some organized team activity for the A to Z sports primetime group. We'll figure it out. Kendrick says, uh, let's get the best offensive lineman available in the draft. Trenches, trenches, trenches. Okay. Uh, the joke went over your head, LOL. I was talking about the coach you tweeted, says Chris Dress. No, Chris, I got the joke. I just, you know, what 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 time do I have to explain? Chris, don't start to show off poorly. What time do I have to explain a tweet that has zero context for the Titans draft outside of, uh, out in, in the confines of the primetime show? Chris, I got the joke. It's okay. Keep it moving. <laughs> guys are getting me fired up. Already white tequila, I hope. Well, it's not called white tequila, B Red. I think white tequila is called moonshine. Anyway, let's talk about the draft. You guys are lit in the comments, man. I love the I love you to death. I really do. All right. So the more that we have spent time talking about the Titans and the NFL draft, we have identified clear needs for the Titans, right? It is wide receiver, corner, tight end, edge probably inside linebacker, and if you got a quarterback, you wouldn't be mad. Now, ultimately, I think that people, and in fact, I will you, you'll hear from Dane Brugler, who's one of the best draft analysts out there, kind of explaining why that logic is flawed, because even though you understand the top needs for your team, you don't in the NFL draft, or at least teams don't. The teams don't draft based off need. They draft off, at least in the first round, best player available. 
who can contribute to the success of your football team, you think, for eight to ten years, potentially. Wide receiver, linebacker, corner, those are the things that we've talked about the most. Safety is also in there, Strophy B, although with uh, with the additions, uh, in fact, they signed a bunch of free agents today, a bunch of, uh, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll read through the names for you just so I make sure that I get that off the top because I did see that they made a transaction today. Um, Jimmy Wyatt tweeted it out, and I will pull that up for you now because there was a linebacker, there was a couple of defensive linemen, two defensive linemen, a linebacker, and a defensive back. Chris Jones, B.J. Bellow, Bruce Hector, Woodrow Hamilton. Now, that's not going to, you know, uh, that's not going to shock your system, but these are free agents that are being added uh, to your depth at this point. Um, hey, Buck, I get to catch another A to Z Sports, says Vinroy. Yes, welcome to the show, Vinroy. We appreciate your time. So, now we understand that you don't necessarily look, you don't necessarily look at the top draft needs and assign it to the best player available at your position of need, right? You don't want to overdraft just because you need a wide receiver. You don't want to overdraft. You don't want to reach just because you see a corner. Maybe it's not the corner that you want, but at that point, you think it's the best corner available. No, that's not the strategy in the first round. I'll explain to you more of what I mean here in just a second, and I'll tell you who I would be most interested in if he was still available at 22, right after I ask you guys the question, your Two Rivers Ford take. What position do you most want the Titans to draft at number 22 overall? Let me know on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube, and on Twitch TV. I would appreciate your participation in the comments section. Your Two Rivers Ford take. Let me know what position you most want the Titans to take at number 22. And then I'll tell why mo- I'll tell you why most of you are wrong here in just a second, right after I tell you about my friends at Two Rivers Ford. I'm going to be doing a Bronco broadcast tomorrow from the Ford Ice Center. It's going to be a lot of fun right after the radio show. I always have a lot of fun when I hang out with my friends at Two Rivers Ford, just like you will enjoy. It is rare that you find an enjoyable car buying experience. But the way that Two Rivers Ford has had it set up since 1983, there's no pressure. It's honesty and integrity. It's great value with your investment that you're making because it's no joke to make an investment in a new or pre-owned vehicle. Two Rivers Ford will hook you up and take care of you because that's the way that they do business. Family-owned business, John Barker, Matthew Barker, two of the most honest and trustworthy people that I've ever had the pleasure of dealing with. Give them the opportunity to earn your business because they want to earn it. They don't want you to just walk in and give it to them. That's why I love the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford or online if you so choose because you can go through the entire car purchasing process online at tworiversford.com. What is the what position do you most want the Titans to draft at number 22 overall? Let me know in the comments on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, J-Rob loves SEC players in the first two rounds, says Corky. That's very true. The Titans need a great receiver duo, and this is our opportunity to do so with Elijah Moore, says Alonzo. And listen, I don't make make no mistake, okay? When I when I tell you guys that my ideal first round situation for the Titans doesn't involve a wide receiver or a corner, it doesn't mean that players like you know Elijah Moore, Kadarius Tony, uh, Caleb Farley. If he finds his way down the draft board at number 22 overall, somebody like Greg Newsom, the corner from Northwestern. These are all players who can improve your football team without question. I'm not excluding that. But I also, if they don't have a value 
on Elijah Moore that would justify the 22nd overall pick, then I don't want, then I don't think they should draft him. It's not that I don't think Elijah Moore is not a good player. It's not that I don't like Elijah Moore. In fact, I like Elijah Moore a whole hell of a lot. He's a mini AJ Brown, which is not something I say lightly. Just look at the way he plays. Look at the way that he runs with the ball after the catch. He is a very, very physical player for a guy his size, somebody that you need, somebody, an alpha, another dog to line up out on the outside across from AJ Brown. I don't dispute that, but if he's not valuable enough on the Titans draft board. And I don't know what the Titans draft board looks like, full disclosure, but if he's not valued as the 22nd overall player by the Tennessee Titans over somebody at a different position that might be there, then I'm comfortable with the Titans moving on from him. I am going to put my trust, not implicit trust, because I do think that they need to earn some of your guys's trust back with how poorly last year's NFL draft went. But I'm going to put my trust in John Robinson and his staff and say, okay, I more often than not, they know what they're doing. So if they don't draft Elijah Moore, even if he's sitting there when, when, you're, select, <clears throat> when you're selecting at 22, I'm going to assume that they are thinking along the same lines that I am, and I'll tell you what I mean by that in a second. Uh, Rashad Bateman says Ant-Man. I'm not asking you for players specifically. I'm asking you for position groups. Best player available, hopefully, is Farley. A huge need, says Luke Corbett. Yes, I don't I don't disagree, but I'll explain to you why I wouldn't go with Farley, even if there was another player available on the board. I'll tell you who that player is here in a second. I'm almost hoping we have someone wanting to trade up to 22 for whatever reason, says Chris. Yeah, I mean, of course you want that. You want more picks because you have more needs, but uh, the reality of that situation is highly unlikely. Uh, who the heck is BJ Bellows, a Cincinnati Titan? And why did the Titans pick him up? I mean, he's going to be your Nick DeZubnar, Will Compton, Darren Bates. He's a special teams linebacker. Nothing uh, nothing to think too much on. I believe he played for the Chargers last, if I read the media release correctly. Tight end Pitts, says Chris Bynes. Zero percent chance you get Kyle Pitts, but I appreciate the faith. Uh, you aren't supposed to draft for need, but some teams do, Bucks, says Titans for life. This team... This team sometimes does, right? If you could if you could accuse John Robinson of overdrafting, and they would, you know, in an honest moment, uh, probably not publicly because they don't want to, they don't want to, you know, speak ill of a player who did play well for them while he was here, but they didn't want to draft Corey Davis at fifth overall, but they did need a wide receiver. And they knew that if they moved on or if they took another position, another player that they desperately needed they would miss out on Corey Davis, whom they wanted. So they overdrafted Corey Davis. They tried to trade out of five. They couldn't get anybody to come up. I remember that draft very well. I remember the reporting on that draft and how that was very, very much the storyline around it. So they ended up taking Corey Davis. And Corey Davis is a fine player, but the thing that you guys held against him the most during his time here is that he wasn't worth the fifth pick overall. Now, at that point, it was a much different time in Tennessee Titans football, right? John Robinson is simply trying to get this thing off the ground. It was dead on arrival when he got here. So to draft for need at that point did make some sense. They're not in the position where they necessarily have to do that as much anymore. Now, it's not. I'm not saying that they should ignore their needs and just take best player available after best player available. I'm not saying that at all. But particularly for the first round, I do think there's some value in doing that. B-Rut wants them to take a pass rusher. Charles Hardaway says a corner. Blake Sanders agrees. He says a DB, so either a safety or a corner. 
Best available wide receiver or cornerbacks is Cincinnati Titans. David Tierpak says wide receiver. Uh, if we can, su- glad we upgrade over Davis as Chris Frazier. Well, you haven't yet, Chris. So, you know, I would you know, just keep it in because at this point, you don't have any upgrades over Corey Davis. Corey Davis was nearly a thousand yard receiver last year. Starting to feel like it's uh, Jenkins, the offensive tackle, says Chris Stress. And you would, be, you know, I think you would be fine with that. Buck wants a right tackle for chaos. Chaos and radio listeners, LOL, says Texas Sports 1015. Buck, explain to me what I missed from Zach and Austin saying someone emailed for your fire. Uh, says Jimmy, I, we, Jimmy, we'll talk about it that, that at the end of the show. That's a little much to explain right now, and I don't want to derail the show completely for that. Uh, so at this point, I am not interested in a wide receiver. I Depends. Okay, let me say this, all right? I'm interested in a wide receiver in the first round. I'm interested in a corner in the first round. But I'm not married to the idea of it because I think at 22, most of those top players who you would value and who are worth that selection will be off the board by the time that they get to you. Caleb Farley's probably the biggest coin flip at this point. But if you have any reason, and again, I don't know what the Titans draft board looks like, but if you have any reason to think any less of Caleb Farley than most of the draft media or fans do, given that they've heard his name so many times, then I think the pick at 22 overall, if the Patriots don't pull pull some bull and draft him at 15, I really like the idea of Christian Barmore. Well, and I I think that's, we have to remember that, you know, the first people, most, most fans will correlate the, the first round pick with the top need. And that's just, we watch the draft every year and that's just not how it plays out. Uh, you know, it, it first, it, you know, the board doesn't always fall that way where, you know, the top need matches the top talent, but it, also a lot of GMs, they're, they're forward thinking. They're not just thinking about that, the, the upcoming season and okay, what's the missing piece? You know, it's not, it, it's not like Madden where that's what you're trying to do. You're looking at long term, you know, what, what would make us the best football team? And, you know, a guy like Barmore, who's a redshirt sophomore, um, you know, still very young, still, still learning, but the, the ceiling on this player is super high. Uh, 6'4", 310, uh, almost 34 inch arms. He's a guy that just doesn't like to stay blocked. Um, and so you can line him up. He played more of a defensive end role, uh, at Alabama and they're 3'4", their, their hybrid front. Um, you, but you can mix and match him. And, you know, with uh, guys that you're, you're running a rotation out there anyways, he's still going to see a good amount of snaps. Um, so I don't think that's as much of a worry me personally. Um, but I, I would understand why some fans would be, you know, kind of look at that and say, well, that's, that's not what we need. That's not, and I get that, but kind of how the board falls, I think it's at least a possibility, especially when you factor in John Robinson, the way, you know, he wants to build in the trenches. Uh, he loved SEC guys, uh, five of the last six picks in the first two rounds, SEC guys. Um, and I think, you know, to your point on offense, Kyle Pitts is going early. Uh, the next tight end, is not going to be off the board until probably the mid-second round. So tight end's not an option there at 22. Um, wide receiver could be. You know, you, you don't rule that out at all. But I think with the wide receiver class this year, the way it stretches, I think you can feel pretty confident that maybe you can find another uh, quality talent like an A.J. Brown in, in round two, in round three, because of the way that this wide receiver class is, how strong it is, and how it's going to push some good players that maybe normally would go second round, maybe to the third round. Um, and just, you know, the, the way that the value is at that position. So I, I, you could look at it that way as well, where, uh, they, you know, they feel like, okay, defensive tackle, we're not going to get a guy like Barmore in the second round, third round, 
let's go with with him here, and we can get our wide receiver t- uh, 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 a wide receiver and tight end uh, somewhere in the next uh, few rounds. I- so that voice that you heard is Dane Brugler. He is the Athletics top draft analyst. He puts out the most comprehensive draft guide. It's called The Beast. It's 267 pages of draft crack. It is an incredible document and one that I take as basically gospel. And for a long time, I did think that the best move for the Titans, really up until I talked to not just Dane, Dane was on my radio show that was on Monday. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, it's called Buck Rising on 104.5 The Zone, or you can listen to the Buck Rising show live from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. When Dane said that, it kind of tripped, tripped some switches in my head. I got Because ultimately, I came away looking at it like it makes so much more sense than both corner and wide receiver, specifically at 22. And I'll explain to you my logic behind that here in just a second, right after I remind you about my friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com, that is where you go for your dream address without the stress, the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Prime Time. Gary and his team took fantastic care of me when I was going through the home purchase experience. My first time, it was stressful. They took a lot of the stress off of me and they made sure that I had the home that fit my exact needs. Go check them out at GaryAshton.com. Gary Ashton, the official real estate agent of all your favorite sports teams and your favorite sports streaming show. All right, what position do you most want the Titans to take in the draft at 22. Ultimately, I came away with saying, because I, I in my in my mock draft, uh, the one that I've done, I said, yeah, I think Caleb Farley makes a lot of sense. You understand that the medicals may shoot him down a little bit. You understand that if he's right, he is a freakish talent. He's still basically learning the corner position. So it's, you know, it's no more developmental uh, than Christian Barmore might be, who wasn't a full-time starter at Alabama, but was absolutely dominant throughout the course of that season, really, and you heard Dane talk about him, the way that he created for guys around him made him an incredibly consistent player for them up front. DT isn't a deep class also, says Montreal Titan. That's what I'm saying. If you need defensive line help and you think Christian Barmore playing about 30 or 40% of the snaps, right, because he wouldn't be a full-time starter, he would be playing in rotation with Simmons and Autry. You would also have at that point Dupree, and Landry. You would have a defensive front, or at least your five deep, looking pretty fearsome in a way that would make you incredibly difficult to play against, especially if you're generating interior pressure with guys like Simmons, Autry, and Barmore. And also, it makes a great deal more sense than most, than really wide receiver, you could probably, I would probably hear you out a little more, but I'm okay with a little bit of talent drop-off if they take a corner later, because without a pass rush, without a front that can get pressure quickly, that can get pressure with four, you can add all the talent that you want into the backfield. It's still, or into the secondary. It's still not enough. Malcolm Butler was your best defensive player last year. How badly did Malcolm Butler and that secondary struggle because you couldn't get home? Now you're assuming that Bud Dupree and Danico Autry are going to make a big difference. Of course. But what happens if Autry doesn't play all 16 games? Wouldn't you rather have Barmore in there than Tier Tart? 
wouldn't you have somebody who can continue to generate pressure? Because it wasn't just the fact that the Titans couldn't get home last year. It's the fact that the talent drop-off was so drastic from Jadavion Clowney. Maybe you don't consider Vic Beasley talented because he didn't do anything for you. But when Clowney went out and you were working with Wyatt Ray and Tuzar Skipper, everything went to hell. You cannot have that big of a drop-off if you have a front that can be feared. The two teams, or at least two of the teams, that have made it to the Super Bowl on the NFC side of things, which is where where you would face most more often than not Patrick Mahomes on the AFC side of things, you're looking for a way to get past Patrick Mahomes. What did the two teams who played in the NFC do to make it to the Super Bowl the last two years? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the San Francisco 49ers. They drafted well up front. Or, in the case of the Bucs, they paid players up front to make sure that they were in a position to make sure that Mahomes was throwing from all kinds of ungodly angles. And some of those passes he was getting off. But a lot of them he was getting planted as he threw, and it seriously affected the course of the game. D. D Kevin Nixon says they need speed on offense. Sure, but you can get that. We'll talk about wide receivers in a second. I'd rather have depth at edge than at D-line, says Nick Ewing. Well, you know, I'm I'm open to that as well. But also remember that Barmore was primarily an end at Alabama. So in this scheme, he could play outside. Pass rush, says Montreal Titan. Rushed well, says Kirby. Uh, Oh, and ran the ball, which we do. uh, That is correct. That is how you beat the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. I agree with you, Buck. Build a dangerous front seven and everything else will follow. It's just like on offense. You start with the line, you develop everything behind the offensive line. Your quarterback plays better when you have a good offensive line. Your running game looks better when you have a good offensive line. Your wide receivers have more time. Your tight ends have more time to create separation when you have a good offensive line. You start up front. And the Titans have stuff up front. They could stand to improve on both sides of the ball. Remember, right tackle remains a need. I look at this and I say, if Barmore's there, he makes all the sense in the world. If he's the best player available, go get him. The Titans' ideal draft situation, I think, and I'll I'll explain what I mean in a second because wide receivers, they run deep, 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 deep in this draft in a way that I think people are so used to hearing the same names in the first round over and over and over and over again that you're just applying that sensibility to who you would take in the first round. Don't get married to that idea. John Robinson's not going to be. I like the guy from a Colts. Not a lot of DTs get seven sacks in a season, says Colt. Yeah, he's going to help. Imagine how much more productive he can be if he's got guys to give him rest. Barmore would not be a starter, but he would find his way into the rotation. Good players always do. Uh, Let me know on Facebook. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about the wide receivers here in just a second. I have seen Tevin Jenkins. Travis Johnson asked me if I've seen Tevin Jenkins' highlights. Um, the Oklahoma state tackle I have, he is a mauler. He would fit so, so, so well here. And if that was the pick, I wouldn't be upset with them. Uh, say what you want, but I wouldn't be upset with Jenkins. I'm not, I, th- I think a lot of people have like, you know, first round tackle PTSD after last year, but that's dumb. Keep swinging. Montreal Titan says Josh Palmer later on. That's an excellent, you know, that's an excellent transition Montreal because that's where I'm going next. My question to you guys here on A to Z sports prime time, how many rounds Can the Titans afford to wait before they must draft a wide receiver? Let me know on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube, and on Twitch TV. We will discuss at length how many rounds can the Titans afford to wait 
before they draft a wide receiver. Discuss in the comment section. I will let you guys know what I feel about it here in just a second, right after I tell you about the fine folks at DraftKings Sportsbook. Masvidal, Usman, they are facing off in UFC 261 this weekend. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of the action. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test. In fact, I've got my DraftKings, uh, my DraftKings, uh, you know, what do you want to call this thing? Uh, neon light here with me. No better way to put your gambling knowledge, your MMA knowledge to the test than with the fine folks at DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, it's blocking. There's my mic. I got to get my microphone out of the way so you can see. My friends at DraftKings sent me in the mail today. Uh, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code A2ZSports when you sign up to turn $5 into $130 if the title contender of your choice wins. Place your bet. Watch the fists fly this weekend. That's code A to Z Sports to turn $5 into $130 this weekend if the fighter of your choosing takes home the crown. For a limited time, only a DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Tennessee only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. How long can the Titans afford to wait before they draft a wide receiver? That's the question that I'm asking you guys here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Maximum two, hopefully only one, says Jackson A. White. Antoine Bullet is it? I assume, forgive me if I've mispronounced your name, Antoine. Uh, but third round, this is a deep wide receiver class. I'd say they have to take one in the third at least, says Mr. Shuckle on YouTube. Uh, Alonzo only wants them to wait one round before they take a wide receiver. Titans for Life agrees. Uh, it's Elias 80 says the second round, they can wait and they can make it through the second round before they take a wide receiver. Must draft CB in the first two rounds. Wide receiver can be in the third, says Stofi. Nico and Cade will be there in the fourth and fifth round, probably. Uh, there are a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of good wide receivers uh, in this particular draft. The longest I think that the Titans should wait if they are looking to get somebody who can start, play legitimate snaps for them, because we're assuming that Josh, and maybe it's not a fair assumption, but we're assuming that Josh Reynolds is going to be the starting wide receiver on the outside across from A.J. Brown. That's how you should go into this season considering. It's going to be at this point, right now you're starting wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Josh Reynolds, Cam Batson in the slot. Um, you would like to upgrade over Cam Batson. Ideally, you'd like to upgrade over Josh Reynolds as well. You have the ability to do that basically through the third round. And really, if you're talking about upgrading over Cam Batson through the fourth round, there are players at wide receiver in this draft, who makes so, so, so much sense. If you told me that the Titans could get, let's say, Christian Barmore in the first round and Rondale Moore from Purdue is sitting there in the second, oh, mwah, chef's kiss. Are you kidding me? That would be a fantastic selection. Now, at that point, you would have to make a decision in the second round. Do you think that the depth at corner goes back nearly as deep as wide receiver? I don't think anybody, any position at this point, goes back as deep as wide receiver does. But at this point, I am willing to let them make it through the third before they take a wide receiver if I'm a Titans fan because I understand if I've done my research correctly, and I know many of you have because you guys study the draft you know, largely as, as much as I do. You guys have all of the uh, information available to you. You can wait. You can wait basically through day two before you start looking at wide receivers. 
Rondale is 5'7 and injury plagued. Says AS treating, no thanks. Well, that's your mistake. Go, go ahead and doubt Rondale more. See how that goes for you. Josh Medina disagrees. Uh, can't run a route. He's a gadget player. Didn't they say the same thing about you? You guys are literally describing the analysis that I heard about Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is an absolute stud for the 49ers. That's the player comp. Don't overthink it. Terrence Marshall in the second would be ideal, in my opinion, says Cole Claxon. I don't disagree with that at all. I like him a lot. Uh, Scary Terry from FSU is a day three hidden gem. There's a couple of wide receivers from Louisville uh, that are, again, on and on and on it goes. So many wide receivers available to you. If they went through the second day without taking a wide receiver, I would be curious, but I would also not be mad at them. If they, if they, you know, I assume they will take one by the third round. I think that's a safe assumption that you can make, but there are guys that you can find in the fourth and be okay because they would still at that point be upgrades over Josh Reynolds, himself a former fourth round wide receiver, and Cam Batson, an undrafted rookie for agent. But also consider you may you may want to take two wide receivers. You could use a couple at this point. Uh, Josh Palmer, also an exceptional, exceptional player. Buck, do you think the team will draft two wide receivers, says Brad? I mean, it's it's certainly a possibility. Uh, Rashad Bateman in the first, Josh Palmer in the fourth, says Josh Medina. I'd be curious to see how far Josh Palmer goes because draft guys love him, love him. I I think I think he's got a lot more potential. Now, I, I didn't get a chance to go to the Senior Bowl, uh, so I didn't see how he apparently just showed out in an incredible way. Teron Davenport, my buddy from ESPN, had glowing reports. Jim Nagy, who is the director of the Senior Bowl, came on my radio show and had glowing reports. Uh, Coach Mack from Titans Radio, also on the radio show, talking about how incredibly talented of a player Josh Palmer uh, is capable of being. So I understand that you could find guys all throughout uh, all throughout this draft at wide receiver. Corner, certainly less so. But like I said, I'm really, I'm really, really in love with the idea of Christian Barmore on this defensive line. Let's put a bow on this week of shows. Let's get to this is the free site, the best thing that I saw on social media this week. The question that I am posing to you guys, again, one week away from the draft, I'm so excited. By the way, A to Z Sports, uh, next, but let, before we get to this as a free site and before I give you the free site question, let me tell you, you guys rarely get to see Zach, Austin, and myself interact on the same show. On Thursday and Friday of the NFL draft, Austin, Zach, myself, we are going to be doing, the three of us together, a live streaming draft show. We will take you up to uh, about an hour before the Titans make their selection, and we will discuss the instant reaction afterwards. Now, I'm going to have to jump off at some point and get on the call with the draft pick because that's what the, re the reporters do. They make the selection, then we jump on a conference call with the player. But all three of us will be there, and we will have a great time with you guys together on Thursday and Friday of the NFL draft. So we we can't wait to we can't wait to get that. We we had a good I think we just did it Thursday last year, but we had a great time doing it. Uh, and you guys will very much enjoy the content that we have prepared for you. Um, and you know, I think there's gonna be enough time between the time that they draft the player and the time that they put the Titans players on the on the uh, conference call with Titans reporters. So I'll be able to do the entire show. We look forward to doing that with you next Thursday. And Friday, my favorite draft coverage was when Austin and Zach were hammered at the Corey Davis draft, says Chris Dress. I didn't, I don't know anything about that, but that sounds uh, fantastic. Miles Myers says, Buck, who's your pick for the PA announcer? Well, my my radio producer, Lucas, didn't get it, so I don't care who wins at this point. They're they're all going to stink as far. No, that's not true. Um, 
they didn't they didn't give my producer Lucas it. I think he was probably as good as any of the final six that they made it. But we are officially a Chris Freeman show because I tried to root against Chris Freeman in favor of Lucas and Chris Freeman, who is a former pastor, a high uh, like a high school. I think he's a high school teacher. Uh, he does the the PA for White House. He does the PA for Vandy Men's and Women's. Um, so he killed us with kindness. And so we are now officially both here on the primetime show and on the radio show, a Chris Freeman for Titans PA show. Now let's move on to this is a free site. The best thing that I saw on social media this week. You are going Timmy Timothy Ford says you are going to run the show yourself because Zach and Austin just love to hear themselves talk. Well, Austin's going to run the show uh, because, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm technically uh, even though I host all three of my shows, because I do all three of them solo, um, you know, I'm technically an analyst because I'm the Titans reporter. That's how it goes down. Uh, one person in the article said DBs were the deepest. Do you believe that? No, I don't believe that. It's wide receiver. Anyway, let's move on. This is a free site. What's your favorite coaching cliche? That's the question that I'm asking you guys here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. What is your favorite coaching cliche? What is the thing? Like, this is like Mike Vrabel. Got to coach better, got to play better. This is like, uh, you know, another Vrabelism, fast and aggressive. Uh, this is good to great, right? What is your favorite coaching cliche? Turn the page, short memory. Oh, you, you guys know these. If you were around uh, football, you know, growing up, if you coach football, if you're somebody who's ever paid attention to what coaches say in press conferences, let me know what your favorite coaching cliche is here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. While you guys do that, I will tell you about my friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. That's where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on, if you need commercial, HVAC, if you own a business, they can hook you up. They will improve your air quality because they do great duct work as well, something I didn't know about, something that I know now can improve your air quality. If you own a home and you need residential HVAC service done, Brymac Mechanical are the people that you call. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac. Dot com. What's your favorite coaching cliche? Let me know. Puka, brick by brick. Mr. Shuckle says anything Rex Ryan ever did. Well, Rex Ryan's not a cliche. Rex Ryan is his own man. Damn sure. Dadson says only as good as the weakest link. Luke Corbett says, but Jones, resiliency. No, resilience. No, a, a coaching cliche. Well, that is a cliche <clears throat> for Butch, but like Butch was full of so many fantastically bad ones. You know, five-star hearts, champions of life, brick by brick. Um, you know, how many How many other ones? 111 Keith says he's got a motor. It ain't over till it's over, says Lewis Chesney. Paper, rock, scissors, says Brandon Deserich. That's pretty funny. Uh, Dean Ward says champions of life with an anchor down. That's pretty good. One play at a time, says Crick Bynes. Or, or uh, I, I think I read that name correct, incorrectly. Anyway, uh, Abdul Murad says boots to asses. I've never heard that one. Bill Belichick. According to Dion Bonner, do your job. Well, let me tell you that there is one coach who does not operate in cliches, or at least conventional cliches. He's the head coach of Montana Tech, and he is one of the most entertaining human beings that I've ever seen in my life. The best thing that I saw on the internet this week, this is a free site. Our football team was like the kid that plays second French horn in the school band. We got to play better. Uh, you know, and that's a double-edged sword, you know. <laughs> It's kind of like uh, watching your mother-in-law go off a cliff in a Cadillac. <laughs> you know, you, you got mixed feelings. First of all, they got after it hard. I'm telling you, they were like a hobo on a ham sandwich. They were going hard 
all the way. He's like that black lab on the first day of pheasant hunting season. He was pulling at the chain. We're kind of like a woodpecker in a petrified forest. You know, just keep busy and look for opportunities. I wanted to raise my kids using a depth chart. Can you imagine that? I wanted that. Pam Green vetoed that idea. I got a short memory, just like when I was in the third grade, two of the best years of my life. I don't like that bottled water. I like that butte water. You get to eat and drink at the same time. Some aspects look like we're really ready to play. A couple of other aspects look like we just got off Willie Nelson's tour bus. His attitude's positive. He thinks he could take on hell with a squirt gun. It's kind of like that T-bone steak dinner with all the trimmings. They played a complete game. You know, with Jacksonville, what more can happen? Jacksonville's so bad they sentenced prisoners to attend the games. Uh, everybody expects you to win. Uh, my wife couldn't go to church with me on Sunday, and everybody said, where is she? I said, she doesn't go out with losers. I had a 6 ACT in 1967. Uh, one time I got an A, and my grandma beat me for cheating. At all the calls I made on fourth down all those years, you know what my favorite fourth down call was? What? Punt. It was the most successful play we had. It's an unbelievable video. I don't know if he 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 wants to take on hell with a squirt gun or my my wife wouldn't go to church with me because she doesn't go out with losers. He is a rock star. Apparently, he is a real person, and Montana Tech is a real school. It is one of the best things. If not, that might be in the running. You know, Producer Reed, if we can write this down, because we're live producing this show on the fly, and Producer Reed does a great job. Producer Reed, if we can write this down, I think we need to start taking nominees for the, like videos of the year. This is a free site. That, uh, that, that video deserves a nominee as the free site video of the year. Maybe like around the holidays, we'll, re we'll recap our favorites. Producer Reed, if you can you know, send me a text or you know, make a note, uh, write it in an email, do something, but we got to, we got to keep track of these things because that is so damn funny. The best thing that I saw on the internet this week, this is a free site. All right. This is, uh, this, sh this show is always free for you. No matter what time you show up, no matter how often or how little you choose to comment, we are always free and here for you Sunday to Thursday night at 8 PM central time, but our primetime week is over. And so we will see you next week for the, for the week of the NFL draft in Cleveland. It's finally back. It's finally here. Uh, we are creeping closer day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour, second by sweet, sweet second until the NFL draft officially gets underway. We're excited to be able to cover it here with you. And you know we're going to kill it at A to Z Sports. In the meantime, go check out, uh, go check out the radio show tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we are going to have Jonathan Crompton, former Vols quarterback, because the orange and white game is this weekend in Knoxville. We're going to have Coach Dave McGinnis, Coach Mack from Titans Radio, to talk about this NFL draft. We're going to go through a lot of position groups with him. We're going to focus a lot on the offensive and defensive line tomorrow with Coach Mack, and you don't want to miss it. So from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone, it's the Buck Rising Show. Come hang out with me on the radio there, too. Or... Check out the podcast, Buck Rising, on 104.5 The Zone. Uh, Titans for Life says, what did you think of Brett Favre's horrible comments to end the show? Um, why do I give a shit what Brett Favre thinks, honestly? Go go get some copper tone. Get the hell out of my life, Brett Favre. Nobody cares. Go away. That's all I have to say, Brett Favre. <laughs> I could do a whole nother show, but I'm not going to. I could, but I'm not going to because you know what? I'm not tired yet. No! Oh!